everyone, welcome to episode 18 of Fuck Off Banter. We're aware that everything is a bit fucking shit right now, so this episode <laughs> is going to be super positive. We are not talking about corona unless it's got a lime in. We are all positive. I'm on my second <laughs> glass of wine. <laughs> Carla is very positive and a little bit loud, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I took out Katie's eardrum before getting very enthusiastic about something. I, to be honest with you, two glasses of wine in, anything could happen. Anything. <laughs> so I was going to say, already you're, Hogwarts, you're, I'm, oh yeah, she's at Hogwarts. I discovered that I could um, set a backdrop. And uh, so every week, Katie doesn't know what backdrop she's going to get. This is my favourite. <laughs> as soon as I pop the shot, oh, that's my favourite. We'll put a picture up. We'll put a picture up. I am floating again because I can't actually work it yeah, out. Yeah, but that's very applicable Hogwarts. for Hogwarts, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could put a broomstick, couldn't I? Yeah. Just flowing in front of Hogwarts Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> exactly. She's lucky I'm not wearing the lobster suit, quite frankly. So I'm you know, we all amazed. Need... Honestly, I don't think I've seen a picture of you without that feckin' lobster suit for I don't know how long. <laughs> we have to surgically remove that bugger from you. <laughs> I love it so much, honestly. <laughs> People at work would just say, like, I went into work and they've seen a couple of the videos I put up and they were like, Carly, you do know this isn't normal behavior. The worst of it was my husband came home and my husband's like an orthopedic, he's um, a consultant surgeon. And he came home and he said really seriously to me, he said, Carla, he said, um, you need to know that some of our, my, well, no, all of my registrars follow you on TikTok and they've all seen you in that lobster suit. <laughs> and, then, and so I was like, oh, right. Okay. And then Isaac, he's my eldest. He looked up really seriously. He went, you think that's bad, dad? all of my friends follow her and one of my teachers too <laughs> so all of these people so you're just shaming your entire lobster. family <laughs> basically my family i don't know about um corona isolation they just want to isolate themselves <laughs> from me they just don't, they want to pretend they don't or they need me. to put you into isolation as long as i've got my lobster suit they can send me quite <laughs> frankly i'll be quite happy tiktok in a lobster suit and you're a happy happy girl who knew? Who knew that that was going to make me as happy as it did? But anyway, yeah, these little things. These, we've got to let ourselves be happy with the little things in life. Mine's a lobster suit. So, I think so it's a bit strange. also, your show. Oh, my God. I went competing, didn't I? You did. So I went, my God, this is, there were some things in life I never thought I would say. One of them is to do with toilet roll, actually, but we'll talk about that perhaps later. <laughs> and one of them is... I scored a sub 30 dressage. Never in my life would I think that I would ever say that. It is so what do you think when has caused I, like such a big change in him? Have you done anything differently? I I don't know. There's been a couple of little things that I've done. Um I took off his flash. Right. Uh, which is something I've kind of, I've I've been watching him, you know, like and I'm thinking, oh, he's got quite he's quite fussy in his mouth, mm-hmm. and so I've been putting a fl- I've put a flash on for that reason, and then I suddenly had this idea. I thought, why don't I just I'm fussy in my mouth. I mean, yeah. listen to how much I talk. Why don't I just let him just play a little bit? So I took the um, the flash off. The other thing as well was he is a really strong horse, and so I've been sort of going down the route of trying to replicate strong bits but in a snaffle does that make sense so I've been sort of like trying to find things that he couldn't grab hold of blah 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 blah, blah. and I actually then decided to go almost the other way and I found this really old big fat springer snaffle and I thought I'll give him a try in that 
it's a loose ring but i gave him a, and yeah so combination of that and the, and he just was it felt really nice but you know when you're like you're feeling going this something's going to go wrong a little bits did go wrong he was to be fair I, this sounds really really pushing it now because i got a 28 dressage which i never thought i'd ever see but i genuinely think there were a couple of bits where he got a little bit excited in the canter and we could have gone even lower yeah you know it was we, and that was the thing and it was just uh yeah so it was just one of those moments and i did the test and i came away thinking that felt very nice and, and it was all very confusing and odd and that's not a situation i'm usually in i normally know i've done a shit test yeah. and i walk away going oh well it's done but i all it kept hanging me thinking it felt good and then obviously then we went show jumping and you know, I've had my confidence issues and prior to this, I'd only jumped a 90 centimetre round and I had entered a metre class, a hundred centimetre class, a uh, moment of madness. And we went in and he was just wild in the show jumping. Like he was just, was flying. I mean, he's a good lad. He does try and leave them up. He did take one. That's just the way it goes. But he was a really, really good boy. And so we finished that. And that, after that, I've just felt really pumped and ready for cross country. And we went down to the cross country and he um, went into the start box and they said go. And as they said go, he gave the biggest leap and the squeal that made people turn. He went like this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Like this. I thought I was going to come off in the start box. But, you know, when something like that happens, you just have the biggest grin on your face yeah. because you're just like, oh, he loves it still. Yeah. Because there is always that worry, isn't it, with a horse? There's always like, oh, what if, I, what if he doesn't enjoy it anymore? What am I going to do? What if he stops at the first? There's always, there's, no matter, I don't think what level, don't care what level you're at, we always worry about our horses enjoying their job. Yeah. Or, or well, we shouldn't worry about it. So I've been so worried about that. And just that squeal when he came out of that Starbucks, so I was just like, nah, it's all good, guys. But the, do you know what the little, did you hear about what the little dick did? Yeah. Did you hear? So, for the people, so I'm having this amazing round. Now, bear in mind, this horse he lives with possibly like the equivalent of Ronnie and Reggie Cray, and 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 dogs, two dogs. So there was this one part of the course, and we jumped this hanging log. We we're luckily we we're miles away from the next part of the fence, and he spots these two kids in the woods the kids weren't doing anything they didn't have shotguns or anything with them or anything like that do you know what i mean they didn't they weren't doing anything offensive they weren't running around he spotted them and he slammed on the anchors and we literally screeched to this hole and he's like you, you know when you can feel their heart beating yeah. and he was like oh or the cartoon bit you know a wooga a wooga <laughs> his eyes were coming out and i was like vince the kids but nothing would convince him that he could go past them. He reminds so me, when kids. you talk about Vince, he reminds me so much of Manny. I honestly think they'd be like best friends. Because <laughs> they'd both be like, did you, did you see that? Fuck, oh, like what? What's that over there? Like so irrational. And so these poor kids were stood there. You could see they were thinking, well, what do we do? So I said, just keep still. Well, that made it fucking worse, didn't it? He was like, now they're statues. Now there's statues. This is much worse. So, so I just, I literally couldn't get him past these two poor children. So I was, so there was this awful, Vince didn't know what to do. The kids didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. And this, this was going on for ages. And finally this jump judge, who luckily had obviously a brain cell, was like, 
guys, guys, come over here. So she called these kids. And once they were out of his eye line, he was fine. He was like, oh, okay, okay, I'm jumping now. <laughs> anyway, so we picked up a mass load of time faults because of his wet wipe moment. But um, I'm not, you know, that's, that's horses. That's yeah. just what happened. And, you know, yeah, we might have won or come second, I think it was. But we still came fifth, even with the load of drip, because he was clear around everything yeah. else. Oh my God, he pulled my arms out the whole way round. It was just one of those amazing rides when you just, you've just got the biggest grin on your face. And he was just flying. I mean, we say, we say about a really good cross-country horse locking on. Boy, was he locking on. He was locking on from half a field late. And he was like, this is where we're going next, mum. Are you with me? You know, yeah. and it was just so much fun. So of course, yeah, we had a great day. And then obviously I was like, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go novice next. I'm going to, and then be pulled the plug. But we're not bothered because I've got a frilly. I've got a frilly and I've had a, exactly. great, I had a great day out. And um, obviously there was a really funny moment. Can I tell you this? Or am I talking too much? No, no, tell me. <laughs> Can I tell you this? Oscar, Oscar, Oscar came with me. Oscar came with me. And um, I don't know what possessed me, but I let him bring a kazoo. Because so, why would you uh, not? You... <laughs> I mean, why well, Vince is frightened of children in the trees is beyond me. It's <laughs> true. So we had this bloody kazoo. And he can only actually play about two tunes on. One of which is the final countdown. <laughs> I've just got visions coming from the trees <laughs> and Vince being like oh my god it's the end it's the end of the world anyway it wasn't to do with the trees so it was towards the end of the day and there was this portaloo and um, whilst everyone is washing their hands as if they their life depends on it my son took his kazoo into a portaloo with him and he was in this portaloo and he starts playing this nobody else around at this point he starts playing his kazoo in this portaloo just as these two women were walking up this hill so he's going this one woman turns to her friend and went can you <laughs> you obviously can work out where it was coming from. It was looking up in the sky. Waiting to be <laughs> struck by lightning. <laughs> Just trying to work out where this music was coming from. <laughs> and I was just one of those moments like, do I tell them that it's my son? Or do I let them think they've absolutely lost the plot? Definitely. Anyway, the they will... They, <laughs> well no I did let them think they'd lost the plot for quite a while and then I turned around and went and said I'm really sorry about that that's my son he's in the toilet with his kazoo and then I was like okay as it came out of my mouth I was like this hasn't done me any favours at all they were like oh, okay then okay I bet they were thinking what a fucking weirdo what a weirdo oh. so uh, yeah it was an entertaining day so yeah I mean, an event filled an event filled day event yeah. Yeah. Sub 30 dressage, though. Have some of that. Yeah. Smashed it. Did you get out at the weekend? I did. Um, actually, Yay! it's just uh, quickly when you were talking about that um, kazoo thing, I was just saying to Ben today, we've talked about getting Henry like a little kid's quad for his birthday. 
I feel so oh, sorry yeah. for him, bless him, because he's been talking about nothing else but his birthday party. And obviously that's going to go the journey now. So we were like, oh, we might buy him a little kid's quad. I suddenly said to Ben, oh my God, can you imagine what Manny's going to think? Because you know, when Henry drove that remote control car at Manny's legs, <laughs> Manny's going to be like, it's a full size version. I said, like, he's not going to get oh any sleep. God. Be like all his oh worst fears have come true. But anyway, yes, we did go we out. We, my, oh, we got my kids one of those, actually. They, they've got one of those kids' quads. And um, yeah, it's fucking terrifying. I'm not going to lie to you. She's desperate it. for one, but Christ, I'll be a nervous wreck. But anyway, yeah, so we did. We went out this weekend. We took all three. Um, mm-hmm. And Carla, bless her, rang me for a... I'm calling it a pep talk. I think it was more aggressive than a pep talk. <laughs> I, I don't really know. Maybe like a, a threat. A th- ass kick? <laughs> maybe. Maybe an ass kick. An ass yeah. kick. Like a friendly like, ass kick. An ass kick. <laughs> um, yeah, we all need an ass kick from time to time. Yeah, so she rang me up because I'd been to a show the week before and I'd basically just let Belinda elect whether or not she wanted to do the jumps. Mm, yeah, okay. So um, she rang me and she was like, None of that. I want determination. I want a double clear. I want apps. Do not let her take charge. You are going to ride it. I don't let her stick her nose out. Don't let her do this. Don't let her do. And I was like, oh, okay then. So I've got this like phobia of oxes that come off a turn back. I really don't like those. Right. So that's where me and Belle have a lot of problems because I'm don't trust her to do them and she didn't yeah. trust me so it would don't do them so anyway this course at the weekend had fucking three can you oh. can you imagine so i walked the course and i'm not kidding carla i reckon i was green like i felt so much pressure because i didn't want to not do my pep talk justice and so i was like yeah okay okay and like one of the girls who i often see at shows she said what do you think of the course? I said, I'm fucking terrified. She was like, yeah. Remember though, Katie, it's all fun. I said, oh, this isn't fun. Oh, like, that's I'm, no fun there, is it? I'm not having any fun here. And she was like laughing, thinking I was mad. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> this, this is no fun. I want to vomit. So anyway, do you know what? I actually did it. Yay! I was so determined. I came out. Honestly, I, you could have knocked me over the feather. I just said to Ben, thank God I don't have to ring Carla and tell her I got eliminated. <laughs> thank God. There we go. So Belle was double clear, so that was really good. Manny, oh my God, was just on fire. Like, you know, when you have those feelings, I knew when I warmed him up, I was like, he feels mm. insane. So he did a really nice double clear in the newcomers. And then Pan had the first fence, which seems to be a bit of a thing at the minute with him. We're not quite sure why he's doing it. We've tried a couple of different things and he still is having the first fence. So he jumped everything else. Amazing in the newcomers. Mm. But he had the first tiny little upright smacked out. So that was great. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Like he jumped really good round. No, exactly. So I sent the video to Carla. Sometimes as well, it has to be how they finish more than how they start, isn't it? So if he's he, jumping like the bigger fences at the end, if it's a single phase, if he's jumping those brilliantly, then yeah, he's like you've got to go with that those. sometimes, don't you? Yeah. Um. So I sent the videos to Carla because you always have to send them to it, and uh, 
we've got this kind of long-standing joke about I said to her do you know you never clap for me you never tell me I've done a good job um and so now like whenever I'll do anything she'll say oh do you you think you deserve a clap and I'm like well I've never had one yet in the whole time you've trained me so I feel like I'm old one so anyway she sent me a message back and she said you deserve a clap yeah you deserve the clap you deserve the clap, <laughs> yeah, deserve the clap. yeah i'm not gonna say that in company <laughs> you probably get it playing a kazoo in his if i'm on <laughs> so yeah she rang me the next morning and um she was like hang on katie are you ready and i was like what for and she was like oh, oh my brilliant. god so ben now calls it you know he says there's a hollywood handshake he says this is the Carla oh, clap, which is equally <laughs> oh, exciting. Yeah. Pretty much, I'm pretty excited for you, if I'm honest. Like, you've got the Carla, Carla clap. I was so pleased. She said, I've never actually seen you ride your horses that determined. So oh. I was really pleased. And then, like you, I was then kind of like, oh, we're going away to Morris. I'd quite like to step up to Fox. Carla was going to be there with me. So I thought that would be really, really good. You know, like a three-day. Mm. And obviously, it's been cancelled tonight. But... I'm not going to despair. We're going to talk about no. some of the things we're going to do in this episode yeah. and we're going to stay positive because I said to Ben, the, what the best thing is, is the same for you. We've ended on a high. So we've not, mm. our last show hasn't been one where we've been like, oh shit. Like mm. now we're coming back in a negative. We've finished and mm. been like, that was really positive start. And when we pick it back up, we're good to go. Yeah. And but the other thing, the, oh. the other thing to remember, quite importantly, is at this point is there's nothing worse than what I call toxic positivity. It's like, yeah, 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 we're going to stay positive. It's okay to be a little bit pissed off. Oh yeah, I'm I've, super I've kind pissed of, off. I, I, I've, I've been a little bit up and down because like there's bits of me that go, oh well, it is what it is. Oh well, we'll, we'll be positive. We'll do that. And then other bits go, actually no, it's really fucking shit. Oh, no, I, I, am I told off. Ben, so, I'm potentially going to lie on the floor like a two-year-old yeah. and I'll have a full-blown tantrum and then I think I'll feel better the only and it sounds really awful thing to say is the only thing that basically is my life is the fact that we're all the same now yeah do you know what I mean I would have been if if it's so different to perhaps if I'd had to make the decision because of an injury yeah. or my prep runs weren't done having that decision to make is always a really not particularly thinking other people are out there doing it when you want to do it but the fact that we're all in the same position is actually definitely quite nice. Better. Yeah, definitely. And I think, not, not nice, it's not a nice position for everyone to be in. But, but I still think, I think we have to be, allow ourselves to go, yeah, yeah, we're okay, we're going to be positive. Actually, no, today I'm feeling a little bit low about this. Yeah. And I think yours will probably hit on Thursday when you're supposed to be heading off to, this, to your big party. So, you know, I don't want everyone to go, yay, positive vibes only, because that's shit. Oh, no, it's shit. positive like- all the time. I felt like we were in a really good place. I felt like yeah. this summer yeah. um, was, you know, we'd started well. And I had a few, I had this and then I had Western Lawns that I was also going to with Carla. So I felt yeah. like to go to a three-day and a four-day where you've got your trainer there who You're can brilliant. help you. I, I thought that is going to just give me such a good push. The boys are on form, like finally got them back from injuries and stuff and so it's, I'm fucking pissed off, but I'm so pleased that I ended on that show because yeah. I am so quick to sink into the depths when I've yeah. done something wrong and I've made a mistake. And there's loads that I could still work on and I need to build on, but at least I'm not finishing where I want to iron my fingers. Yeah. 
a hundred percent that is the main thing for people as well is you know if you finish think about what your last thing was that you did your last competition whatever if it was positive yay great if it wasn't as well though but if it wasn't you've got all this time now to put it all right yeah without feeling the pressure of getting out to another competition i mean for me i am going to say it again sub 30 dressage <laughs> you know that is a great place charlotte to be over now. here you know, oh bloody it should be charlotte who? <laughs> charlotte who hello so um yeah but for me what a place to come from with that you know yeah. and for me now to spend a bit of time working on that my confidence in my own ability which has been so severely lacking in a long yeah. time it's like i have had no confidence and that's I think that's the main thing isn't it we talk about confidence but sometimes it's confidence in making decisions for yourself and making and thinking that you can do it it's not just about I don't know confidence is an odd thing isn't it but for me my confidence in my own ability and my own choices and my own warm-up and my own having that all of a sudden has been solidified and I'm like do you know what maybe I can do this and that's it's not often you give yourself the luxury of saying that, is it? No. So um, for me, you know, this break, not ideal. I'll accept it though. I'll take it on the chin. Um, and I, I'm going to work that sub 30, that 28. I'm going to try and bring that down to 24 now because why not? Yeah. I've done, one, done it once, haven't I? I'm yeah. And you felt that there was like stuck. places that you could have oh, some extra marks. So yeah, why not? Next time I go out, I'm going to get 45 and I... <laughs> be like something really shit's gonna happen so i think you know yeah we've all had this break enforced on us but there's a lot we can do with it yeah think of it as that and the sun's starting to shine i know mind it's been a bit rainy but i'm not gonna i'll not bring the mood down no so we're gonna give you a few of our ideas um of how we're gonna try and stay a bit more positive and my first one was actually something I was going to talk about before all this kicked off. And this was, I rang trainer Carla after the show where Belinda had elected she wasn't going to finish the course. And I said to her, like, oh, it wasn't very good. And I was like a bit gloomy and Pan had had the first fence again. And I just felt a bit like down. And she said to me, Katie, you haven't been out to shows for ages. Like, you mm. are so ring rusty. Be kind to yourself. Just, we've got something to work on. We've highlighted a couple of things. That's fine. We can do that. She was like, it's not, it's not the end of the world. Like, you have just not been in the ring enough. And she's like, riding in the ring is totally different to riding at home. And all the mistakes that you made were things that we can't replicate at home. Mm. They're things that, through you when you got in the ring and you know mm. it is it made such a difference to me I think because it put it in perspective it mm. stopped me like getting really down and hard on myself and then I went out the following week and obviously then she'd given me a bit of an ass kick as well and I was able to rectify the, the mistakes from the time before whereas I think if I'd had the wrong trainer or maybe like one of yeah. those kind of frenemies who aren't actually that kind to you and it'd been like yeah it said something that was probably less supportive yeah I think I probably would have crashed and burned yeah and 100%. that's where like someone can really make such a difference and so I was thinking that I wanted to talk about this and I bumped into um some people who I often see show jumping 
last weekend and um, they have a livery yard and they were talking about a tr- the trouble they're having with someone who the box isn't maybe the cleanest and um, another woman was kind of having a bit of a go about it and and I thought like just randomly in my head I was just kind of like she might have loads of shit going on at home that person and like yeah. maybe someone could just skip the box out for her because you know it's like if you muck exactly. a horse out it would take you five minutes to put uh, yeah. an extra bit on your yeah, barrow yeah. yeah and I'm not kind of like I'm not I don't know the situation or anything and I'm not justifying people who aren't looking after the horses probably that's not at all what I'm saying but I think maybe like there'll just be a bit of room at the minute for just doing random things like that. Oh yeah. Do you know something? I I was on a yard a yard for a while, and I'm, I I spend my life rushing and rushing around. And one day, they a lot of the girls there used to clean their tack every single day, and I went to turn up, and my tack was clean, and this one of the girls she said well do you know so that we see that you're always really so busy and we were cleaning our tack and we had a bit of time we just thought it'd be nice to clean your bridle and that must have been quite a few years ago and I just thought and she went you don't mind do you because I don't want you to think I'm interfering and I was like no no I was like, I'm really touched that's a really nice thing to do and it's little like you say yeah. the little things like that like you know what such and such is really busy you know, maybe I, I, I've got to come up tomorrow morning and turn out my horses. Maybe if I say to them, why don't you have a lie-in? I'll turn out your horse for you. It really is, like you say, these little things. And they stick with people, don't they? Yeah, like and then, exactly you know, like you. I remember I went to a show and there's nothing worse than when you've been at a show and you come back and you've got the stable to do. Like, I never do that now. Oh, no. I'd rather get up at five in the morning than have to come back after a show and do a yard. Anyway, I just had one pony at the time, and so I'd left the box, and I got back from a show, kind of thinking, "Oh, I've got that mm. to do." And they'd done everything; they'd done all my mm. jobs, and that was like, oh, like the best thing. And uh, we went when we were at your horse live on, I think it was like the second or third, th- the third day we'd gone there, and Vince wasn't plastered up, and I was there with a girl called Betty, Betty Baker, and her mum Sally, and. I'm, I'm a really shit platter. So I was going to ask Sally to help me plat up. And I came round. They, they'd got their horse in a day stable. And I said, oh, Sally, I don't suppose you'd mind helping me plat up with you. And she went, no, absolutely not. I was like, oh, God. And I felt really bad. I was like, oh, my God, I really offended her. I asked him to plat. She went, go and look at him. Go and look at him like this. And I thought, oh, my God, he's filthy. And that's why. And I went round. She'd already plattered him. And I literally nearly cried. Because yeah. it, like you say, those, it's just this little thing. But the thing is, when somebody does something nice to you and, it may, and you know that lovely feeling, it is yeah. like a warm feeling you get. Yeah, oh, it's so, that's such a lovely thing. It makes you want to give that feeling on to someone. Yeah. And it becomes like a chain, doesn't it? It becomes like this chain of like really nice things that people are doing. <laughs> They're not massive things. We're not talking about thousands of pounds. They literally are, I've got my tack cleaning sponge out. I could clean someone's bridle yeah. for them. I could quickly skip out someone's stable. I mean, platting another horse up is does go above and beyond. That's kind of up there with winning the lottery and handed out a million pounds <laughs> to me. But, uh, you know, there's lots of little things that we can do for people that make people just, just gives them that little glow, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just nice. I was kind of going to mention it anyway, but I just thought even more so now, like, you know, yeah. if you see someone who's like having a bit of a shit ride on their horse, you know, just 
say something that kind of probably puts it in perspective, you know, so they don't feel like you're watching them and being like, oh, you're a bit shit, you know, or if someone's a bit nervous to hack out, maybe offer to hack out with them. Just like, yeah, I think little things at the minute will just go a really long way, won't they? And just yeah. make everyone feel a little bit happier. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When I went, um, I went unaffiliated jumping weekend before, not weekend just gone, weekend before, last weekend. And there was a girl and she, to be fair to her, I wasn't blowing smoke up her ass. She was a beautiful rider. And, she was so patient with this horse. It was obviously really, really green. It had a lovely jump, but it was just very, very green and very, very spooky. And she's entered into a class and she got eliminated. She had a few refusals. And when she came out, she was going out. And I said to her, I said, you know something? You did really well then. I said, you were so patient with that, that, that horse. And, and it's got a lovely jump. Stick with it, you know. Yeah. And she was like, oh, thank you that, you know. She went, oh, I think I'll stick it in the next class. And I said, well, why don't you just go HC at the end of this class? She went, oh, I didn't know you could do that. So, like, this little conversation started. She went back in, and it went round. It went, it went round, jumped, this lovely little round. So, you know, it's just, yeah. like you say, the little things can sometimes mean a lot to someone. Even and actually, when I was at the show this weekend, this, I smiled at this guy in the warm-up, um, and he circled back around and said to me, that was a really lovely smile. And I was kind of like... Chatting you, chatting you up, Katie. <laughs> and he said, up. he, like Shildrums in Scotland usually, he said, nobody ever does that where I go. And he said... What's people, what, what? Have they got like... He said, people here have they never, said, they hello. They smile. He said, like, nobody, he said, nobody, like, engages you and says, hi. He said, here today, everyone smiles. They say hello. They ask how you're doing. They say good luck. And I was like, at the end of the day, like, it's going to be a pretty shit day for all, like, dicks to each other, isn't I it? I know. I love talking to randoms. I love a good <laughs> chat. I love a good chat with a stranger, honestly. Yeah, honestly, I'll talk. I will talk to anybody. And if somebody's done well, I've got no shame in going to them. I'll give out a fist bump. Yeah. I am all over that because, and it's got, like, nothing to do with wanting it back or anything like that. I just like talking to people. <laughs> Being on a podcast really suits me, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. All right, so our next thing. So this one, I've decided I'm going to buy myself something. Why not? I've been pondering what unnecessary item, and I've decided... I'll tell you what, I, um, I could tell you something unnecessary. What about a new horse box, just as everything shuts down? Like, what oh I've God. done... <laughs> thought of that actually <laughs> to be fair that is really fucking unlucky <laughs> no but you can you can go to the beach oh no you never go to the beach go to the beach i'll go to the i've got to go to the fucking beach i'll do summer <laughs> with this bloody horse before. oh don't anyway yeah what what can you buy that's unnecessary go on katie can you beat me with that well yeah no no i can't but I just think that I'm, we're going to save money on show entries. True. So I think I'm going to buy something frivolous to just give myself a little cheer up because why not? And being a show jumper and having an intense and deep love of all things fluffy, I think I'm going to fluff pancake up even more. I think I'm going to fluff, fluff, fluff up, 
his breastplate. How do you even do that? Like, I think I'm going to get... Oh, like, you're going to get, like, a sheepskin thing, like what inventors have. They do that way, though, don't they? Yeah. Obviously, this is no good in a podcast. This is big. No, no, I can't see. Um, Okay, so So Aventus go um, horizontal, show jumpers go diagonal. This sounds like some sort of sex talk or something. (laughs) Aventus do it horizontal. Yeah, well, you say like a show, like mine's more like almost like a martingale. Uh, Oh, I have one of those, actually. She's like, no idea yeah, what I'm I've, talking about and actually turns out she has one. I've got, that's actually what kind I've got. You so three-point instead of five-point or a breast girth. Yeah. So I'm actually just <laughs> thinking now, while I was talking, I was thinking, I wonder if I should get one from Manny instead. Anyway. Or both. Anyway. Are you going to put sheepskin on the V bit? Mm. That's out there. And maybe between his legs as well. Oh my God. That's, there's like, that's a lot of fucking sheep, man. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking sheep, right. man. <laughs> the only thing, right, that disappoints me is he's already got it on his nose. Oh my god! <laughs> you sound like you're working this horse. You're dressing this horse up in fancy dress. I know. Are I, you I, trying to make him into like a cloud? I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, that is, so far, that is what I think that I need in my life. Because, actually, like your lorry situation, I said to Carla, other Carla, well, my stable drapes were ready to go. Oh, God, yeah. What can I drape Slightly them on now? <laughs> Slightly different to a lorry, but don't worry, we'll let you have the stable drapes. Um, so, what do you think? What would you like to buy completely unnecessary? Well, I bought a lobster suit, so... Well, kind of been, I, I, I bought a horse, horse box again completely unnecessary um I think I have actually got some ideas of some stuff that I am going to buy whilst we're out of action um I have had for the last eight years an eco gold pad oh yeah don't know if you've heard of them anyway yeah. I, I use it all the time at competitions and every so often I flirt with pretty pads I go oh I'm going to buy this pad that's a nice pretty colour whatever and I use them and every time I'm so disappointed with them and they put and every time I go back to the Zico Gold and they but they are quite expensive so that's why I've only got the one so I think whilst I'm saving money on that I'm going to buy myself a shitload of Eco Gold pads like I might even buy I might even buy a dressage one because you know dressage diva now sub 30 dressage don't know if I've mentioned it once (laughs) um so you need a t-shirt yeah I think I fucking do I ever. I'm going to have it on my gravestone. I don't know about a t-shirt. Once got a sub... Here lies Carla. She once got a sub-30 dressage. Oh. Definitely going to happen. Definitely. So I'm going to do that. And um, yeah. I can't think of anything else that I can frivolously spend money on. But I'm sure I will manage to because that's the nature, isn't it? Yeah. I've already bought. Like, literally... I was like, oh, God, eventing's cancelled. Went on eBay, straight away bought two sets of overreach boots. Got to be done. Why not? Yeah. Well, my, both of my overreach boots fell off at different parts of the course on Sunday. <laughs> and one of them, oh, God, I didn't, didn't tell this, did I? First one fell off in the foot. There was two waters on the course. 
And the first one fell off in the first water. And the second one was handed to me and said, oh, there's one of your overreach. So I thought, oh, great. What am I going to do with one overreach? Which went, oh, no, your other one fell off in the first water. It's just the fence judge doesn't have wellies on, so she couldn't get it. So I said to Oscar, how do you fancy going to go and get this overreach, boo? I'll give you a pound if you go into the water and get it. <laughs> the best thing about kids is you can bribe them to do anything. He's like, yeah, all right then. So he goes down to this water, hooks up his no, no, I was thrown. Actually, I did have his kazoo. He went, look after my kazoo. So I was going, as he was wading through this water. <laughs> he didn't get it, because obviously, you know, it's way more time. What is that song you're playing, mummy? I was like, I need a hero. <laughs> oh. Anyway, he got the overreach boot. But I've decided I can't take the risk on losing these overreach boots again. So yeah. they are, you know, I'm not always going to have a child to wade into the water whilst I play on a kazoo so I've had to think about uh, those ones are just going to be my show jumping over each boots Um, so I'm going to now have specific cross country over each boots but I couldn't decide which ones I wanted so I bought two pairs any colour or black? oh just black I'm an inventor Vince has baby blue ones in the field yeah, I like bright ones in the field so you can find yeah, them. So yeah, so you can see them. Yeah, and also to try and shame him. Because I always go to him, if you weren't such a dickhead and didn't lose your shoes, you wouldn't have to wear these. Yeah, that's yeah. 100% Don't mine work. wear. Mine get double overreach booted. <sighs> the fields are so muddy. But anyway, yeah, so We're not that's, about that. No, that's my thing. I'm going to buy something random and I think everybody should. Buy something that you yes. absolutely don't need. I am also going to buy a standing martingale, but I need that because I've borrowed Carla's and I have to appreciate now that the standing martingale is 1 million percent the way forward for pancake mm-hmm. and is literally, I could marry the standing martingale. I love it so much. So I'm going to buy that, but I'm not counting that. It has to be frivolous, I've decided. Oh, yeah. Extra stuff. Yeah. I just think, like, I mean. In addition. Yeah. Why not? Fuck it. Tell us what you're buying, guys. Tell us what you're buying. Yes. I want to see pictures. If anyone has got a pictures. horse that is more fluffed than pancake, then That's I need never evidence. Gonna happen. <laughs> Someone's just going to post a picture of a sheep. <laughs> or, yeah, or like their horse draped in a sheepskin rug. Look yeah. at me. You'd be like, actually, I think you'll find I've beaten you still. <laughs> so, yeah, mean, we definitely there's... want pictures of... All the things that you bought, your horse is wearing them and your horse is wearing fluff. Oh, yeah. Our next idea um, is, so I have decided that I'm going to work on three things while I'm waiting for shows to restart. And we had an idea of if we set up something on our Instagram and our Facebook where if we all suggested three things that we wanted to work on and then maybe we could give each other tips we could put updates on how we're getting on with working on those things just kind of have a little bit of support because especially like both of us are on our own and so it's not like even you're on a livery yard where you can chat to people we're not seeing people at shows so I thought that if we did that it would feel a little bit like we've got a goal we've got something to aim for Um, so my three things are the first one is I want to get better at visualizing things going well. So this came about because on the way to the show at the weekend, 
then said to me, what do you think about on the way to a show? He said, because you're always thinking, I can tell. What are you thinking? And I said, oh, just like, what if I can't get her to go over that oxer? What if I can't get C stride? Mm. All of these things. And he said, that is so weird. He said, you've just got to visualize things going well. Yeah. And, and he said, like, I didn't do any mental preparation because Ben was a really good footballer. I didn't do any mental preparation for games. But he said, I would be thinking, well, when I play, um, you know, yeah. at the top level, this is how I'll play. Like he said, I always just thought, well, I can do it. I will, I will be able to do it. I am good enough. I'm good enough to go as far as I want to go. And See, so this is really, really, really important because there are certain things what the brain does that uh, when we do stuff that the brain can't differentiate between having happened and being fact. Right. So it's, this has been really, really studied. And so there's certain things that if we tell ourselves things, well, we quit. So for, in your example, you start thinking, if, what if I can't get over the, over the double or over the oxa? What if I don't get over there? So straight away, your brain's thinking that you're not going to get over the oxa mm-hmm. and it makes it a fact. And so you kind of, you kind of, then your actions are working towards that fact. So yeah. there's a lot to say that if you start using more positive thoughts and processes and it's hard it's like one of the hardest things i think in the world to think positively um but positive visualization between like then your brain filters that as being a fact and it's a really but it it's a really different way of looking and ben's lucky ben's incredibly lucky if he could just he's one of those people ben is good at everything he does so it is easy for ben like he was an amazing footballer so he said i would maybe like he I think he was get he couldn't understand because I was trying to get myself in a good headspace and I wasn't. And he said, like, maybe I would have thought about things, but I would have been thinking, like, well, when they pass the ball, I'm gonna be in front of them. When that happens, I'm gonna be there first. Mm. I'm gonna do I'm gonna tackle this. And I was like, Yeah, I'll I'll try that. Honest to God, I must have spent 20 minutes trying to imagine mm. a positive round. Mm. And I, I, I said to Ben eventually well, I can't, I can't do it. And he's like, fuck me. If you can't even think mm. about doing it, how the bloody hell are you going to actually do it? And I was like, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, that's what's going wrong. And he said, like, listen, he said, I know what you're like. You overthink everything. He said, you must be trying to overthink the positive thinking. You're trying to, like, mm. feel what it'll feel like. You know, you're going too far with it. He said, can you just imagine bobbing around a discovery? And I said, no. And he was like... <laughs> Jesus Christ, why do I bother? And he was like, oh, just practice, like, please. So actually I did, I spent the whole journey and when I was there and I couldn't think of it going well, but with all that effort, what I did manage to do is stop myself thinking about it going really badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every time I would think if I turn back to that oxer, what if, and I was like, no, I will turn back to that oxer and I am kicking. And whether or yeah. not she wants to go over it, I am not stopping riding. I am going to kick. I'm going to sit up and I'm going to kick. And at least, so that was something. But obviously mm. I think there's work to be done. <laughs> yeah. So you've maybe got moved, you've moved yourself 50% out of the negative space. But yeah. So that's my first one. To go. 
my second one is I am going to build a lot of oxes coming off a t- like a corner or coming yeah. off the wall. Um, mm. I'm going to do loads of those. So my third one is I'm going to focus on continuing with the lateral work we've done with the horses because I think that's what's made a huge difference. And I think like I've been really guilty in the past of I felt like, say, leg yielding or something. It was just something you did to look fancy. It, I didn't mm. really understand how it improved the horse or how it strengthened them or, And I just was kind of like, you just do a bit of this and then you've done it and that's great. And I'm just starting to learn now. So say like when Manny sets his shoulder against me, if I can like do half pass on him or if I can do like traverse, then I'll stop him. So when we went to the show at the weekend, he started to do like, he's a bit of a bull in his shoulders and he just kind of braces them. And that's where I lose him because he just charges off like a bull. Um, and so I, I literally was just, I just did traverse up and down the long side in the warm up until he kind of went. I bet they loved you. I was on my own. <laughs> I couldn't have done that if there's more people there yet. I was going to say, shit, the bed. I was doing it while they most, were building the course. Oh, they um, most show jumping warmers. Can you imagine? Look at him <laughs> doing dressage. <laughs> they're, all, they're all cantering around and run around. And you're like doing all your side steps. And be like, fucking <laughs> hell, who let Charlotte in? <laughs> yeah, the aim is I won't have to do it so much at a show. But it literally put him straight on the back foot. And he was like, oh all right, then we'll just do it your way. And I thought, yeah, this is what's making the difference. It's been taking the time where I actually haven't been to any shows for a good while, but I have hammered the flat work on the boys and like things like straightness and the moving off my leg when I tell them and them not bracing in the shoulder. And it has made the biggest difference. So if I can keep up with that and I need to get probably a little bit better at learning what moves to use and when, because I'm still a bit you, rely on Carla to be like, he's doing this, so do this exercise and that will okay. stop that. Do you think that, yeah, you know, you said about your not liking these oxes off a turn. Do you think that your, the lateral work in particular will help that? Because I think it will personally. Because I think where, um, when I turn and I use too much rain, mm-hmm. there's more of a chance for me to go because you lose their shoulders a little bit. Yeah. So there's more of a chance for you to miss. Whereas if you've got a turn and you've got a horse which is laterally between your leg and between your hand, you're going to get a true turn. Yeah. So you're less likely to miss to a distance. So do you think that all that flat work might be why you didn't have any issues as well? Well, Carla is literally the queen of outside rain on a turn and controlling the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. She, I, I reckon she probably, when she trains everyone, I think that must be all she shouts, like, She's yeah. always like, outside rain, turn, turn with your outside rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring yeah, yeah. the shoulder around. So she's sh- she shouted that at me for absolutely ages. Um, what Belinda wants to do is Belinda wants to overload a left shoulder. So then when she right. turns, she doesn't lift that shoulder out and push through from behind. So, yeah. And then we tend to, I underpower her because I think, well, if she's going to stop, I'd rather be going slower. So the damage is less catastrophic. Uh, Okay. Yeah. And then we've had a lot of problems in the past where we stepped up too early. And so she's lost her confidence in me and I've lost mine in her. So she gets in, I think genuinely kind of goes, I don't think we dare Mm. risk this. And I go, yeah, let's not today. Let's just go and have a sandwich bell. So 
that's why like I've definitely recognized I'm much better on horses like the boys who are just game on and yes they're trying to dislocate both shoulders but actually when they're coming off a corner they're coming off a corner to jump whatever's in front of them. I know I like a horse that takes you and I know that people see rounds of Vince jumping and they're like oh that's a bit hairy but I actually love that because I don't think there's anything nicer than the feeling of a horse wanting to jump yeah I'd have a Vince every day I know they, he just well, he just toes me round and I'm just like belly flopping around but he doesn't give a shit what I'm doing back there and that's what I love and you know horses for courses we all like different things some people like horses that they can ride to a point and but yeah I, I'm with you on that I'm just like I like to know that they're going I think it's just really important to recognize what it is that you like so like Carla yeah. she actually isn't as keen probably on my boys. She much, much no. prefers a horse like Belinda that's very well schooled. You can place her. Mm. But to me, it scares the shit out of me, I'll be honest. I don't want to ride mm. that. I don't enjoy riding it. I don't get a lot of pleasure. I want something that is literally coming at everything like a train. Yeah. That's what I like to ride. That's a, there's nothing wrong with that. I think I'm with you. Fist bump. Fist, yeah. Virtual fist bump. Us and our crazy way. horses. <laughs> so what are your three? Um, well, obs. I don't know if I've mentioned, but I got a sub 30 <laughs> dressage on Sunday. So for me, uh, it really? is really you should good. Say it. That's amazing. I, I, I know. I'm, I don't want too many people to know. Don't want to be showing off. I did get not just a sub 30, did just speak on it. was a 28. Um, so obviously working on my uh, sub 30 dressage, I am going to do a bit more flat work. I, I'm going to. And, yeah. you know, there is these things out there, a lot of online dressage tests that you can do. Okay. So I'm going to have a bit of a bash at them. Uh, I've been really, really lucky that um, I'd posted something about really struggling with my horses this winter on my personal Facebook and someone messaged me who lives very close and said, I've got an arena here that we never use. Please do come and use it whenever you want. Oh, that's amazing. So I have got an arena. I know I've got an arena that I can use. So I thought, do you know what? I've got a, a little tripod and a camera. I'm going to set them up and I'm going to have a go at that yeah. <laughs> and see where we go. So that is, I'm going to do that whilst we are off uh my second thing is i am going to work really quite hard on fitness and time i have never ridden cross country with a watch never in my life have i ever ridden uh, ridden with a watch because my vibe that i always get is you should ride the horse that's underneath you not to the yeah. watch that's on your wrist so i think that some horses need just to get into a rhythm and they need to learn that rhythm and sometimes that rhythm's quite slow but I think I've reached a stage with Vince now where I think that it's time for me to perhaps not chase the time quite so much but to move them along perhaps a little bit and I know I've had a look at my results and some of my results for novice (laughs) I've had time faults where I don't think I should have had yeah so and I want to get more comfortable ride the horse that's under you like you know, you can look at your watch, but if he's if he's flagging, you're not going to like rake him home, oh, are you? But it's just no. going to give you a better guide I, of where you want to be. I yeah, agreed. I think that I will probably still, when we get out competing again, still not ride with a watch. But I'd like to perhaps move our rhythm on a little bit yeah. faster because I I think he isn't a natural galloper, and I'm quite happy just to sit there thinking, oh, isn't this lovely? I'm having a lovely time. <laughs> 
amount in this field. So maybe we need to just step things up in between fences. Um, one of the things that for my round on Sunday that we did amazingly was we jumped so many of the simple fences just out of our stride. So, you know, there's, there's that as well. Um, so, but with novice, we need to set up a bit more. Yeah. So I need to learn that in between the fences, I can move them along a little bit. So I'm going to do a little bit of work on time. On the beach. Timing, that sort of thing. I could possibly get, you're determined to get me on the beach. I am determined. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my second one. And my third one is a bit like you, actually, about this being a bit more positive with my uh, thinking about what's going to happen. Uh, because my mind takes me to some really bad places. Mm-hmm. You know, Vince, as a rule, touch wood, touch every bit of wood, doesn't stop particularly show jumping he doesn't stop he will do occasionally if you know he's not he's not a machine if i put him on an absolute duffer he's gonna look mum i'm gonna save our asses here and i'm just gonna let us come around again (laughs) but he is on the whole the most genuine honest guy ever but the amount of times i sit waiting outside thinking i'm not gonna go over the first i'm not gonna go over the first and that's ludicrous for the horse that i'm sat on and you know even if we do have a stop he always comes around even genuinely and has a go the second time so the very fact that i sit there in this really dark place going no well fuck this before i've even started Mm. is insane so like you i need to get myself out that really negative place before i go into a ring not necessarily start visualizing incredibly positively just be a bit more neutral yeah just like what will happen will happen but i know that i've done x y and z before this and that means that i'm in a better place than i would be so so those are my three things. Brilliant. So please let us know. We're going to get that set up and we would love it if you would all um, let us know, you know, anything, whether it be that you want to go for a hack on your own or you want to jump over your first cross pull or, you know, we want to come back out and be doing Grand Prix dressage. Like we would just absolutely love to know what your aims yes. are and we'll all try and support each other and give us tips and feedback and, and fist bumps. Um, oh, fist, hundred, lots and lots of fist bumps. Yeah. Because that's what we need right now. Our first question is from Carolyn A. Kester. I think that's how you say it. And she would like to know what famous eventer I would ride, like a past one, and mm. what show jumper you would ride. I've got mine. I couldn't narrow it down from two, and I decided I was allowed to. So... My first one is Lenamore, mm-hmm. and my second one's Tamarillo. That's interesting. Why? Because I never, we've just said about you liking horses that like pull and stuff, and Tamarillo was quite, just quite cheeky. And I know, I probably yeah. wouldn't have actually been able to ride one side of him, but I like, he was quite little and athletic. Yeah. And, I liked, he had like a sharp face. I like that yeah. sort of face that's full of kind of almost pony, um, just a bit cheeky. And he was my this, favorite. So my show jumper might be before your time, guys. This is a long, because I was really young when this one was about. Do you remember that show jumper? Her name was Annette Lewis. And yeah. she used to fling her up, yeah. legs up. Is it Tootin? Tootin, she used to ride the grey. Oh, I don't know, but I know the woman. 
She used to ride an absolute little flying machine. And I think, I can't remember how it's pronounced. I think it might be Tootin. And as a kid, I adored that horse. I adored it. And like literally every horse, you know, when you were a pony mad, but ponyless kid, yeah. that was my dream horse. And so that has to be the show jumper that I would want to ride. Oh, it was a little flying machine. Yeah. And it always looked like it was loving its job. But Annette was hilarious. From like ages ago is It's Otto. Oh, really? Yeah, I loved him. I just, I loved his face. It's the face, isn't it? It's that really clever kind of bright face. Yeah, so. So our next question is from Gemma Dore or Dore. We're not sure. Um, She said, in a parallel universe where you didn't have horses, what would you do with your time? I, I don't know. Do you know what it is? We're so not used to ever having any time. <laughs> I don't really know. I, I, I know it, we've been through here to this before, haven't we? It's a very hard place to be. I would probably do a lot more run. I would probably start running again. And that was the only other thing that I've ever been sort of good at. Um, and yeah, so I'd, I'd take my running a bit more seriously again. And I don't know like you I I kind of like making stuff I can tell you what I wouldn't do which is bake and cook oh I like baking I fucking hate it my idea of it, I love watching bake off but I cannot stand the thought of making a cake I don't think I've ever even made a cake in I my make life loads of cakes I like baking. so well there we are you could bake and I yeah. would eat the cake I like eating cake I just I like don't like making cake. Yeah, but I don't like. I like when you see these people and they go on like Master Chef, and I'm like, what I are you do doing? Yeah. Why would you want to put yourself through that? I don't. I, I don't really like faffing with food. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do anything fiddly and faffy. But basically, it's so hard. I think for horse owners to ever think about what they would do because you can't, can you? your life is just. Yeah, it's not your own, is it? Especially when you've got kids as well. Like, then just oh. forget it. Like, absolutely forget it. I'd probably be like, I oh, know I wouldn't. I was about to say I'd probably be like some really super efficient mum, and I turn up stuff, and I was like, actually, no, I'd be shit. Well, you know, what I'd, I'd probably like? drink even more. I'd quite like to have my eyelashes, those long eyelashes, put on my eyelashes. Oh, I had those done actually, but I'm allergic. Oh, fucking hell! I had those semi semi permanent ones, aren't they? Those fo- false ones that you put yeah. on. And they stay on but I'm allergic to horses and my eyes got really really itchy and I couldn't rub my eyes because uh, they won and then when I did they all sort of fell out and they had like that three left it was a bit of a disaster so. I mean I know that you can have in case people are like well you can have your eyelashes but obviously I can't afford to have my eyelashes done because I've got horses oh, so I'm just thinking exactly. that maybe I could look slightly less like I've been pulled through a hedge backwards and put that would actually be quite good actually wouldn't it I could look I could wear some clothes which maybe weren't from Primark. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I'd like to think, I could maybe, given how good my lip syncing is on TikTok, possibly a bit of acting. Well, I think international TikTok star. I mean, that's only a matter of time, <laughs> isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I love it so much. So, yeah. So we're going to move on to Wanker of the Week. Um, I am nominating a random person. Oh. Who is the 
biggest wanker. Like, everyone is going to have to do well to be this one because I was riding Pancake along the road and so I hadn't, like, been on this particular bit of road for very long. I'd just turned onto it. And this driver's behind me, but obviously I don't know he's behind me. And then there's, like, this little turn-off to the left where you can go into a car park and there's a cafe and there's, like, three houses, I think. So I'm, like, hacking past. And there's a car trying to come down in the other direction. And the car pulls in because there's some parked cars. So carry on. Just get past the turn off for where you turn to go to the cafe in these houses. This van driver starts blasting on his horn. So I was confused. I thought he's beeping at the person that's pulled in. But I was thinking, why have you beeped at them? Because they've pulled in for you. Mm. So... He pulls up and I'm like then kind of almost alongside him as he's in the car park. So I looked at him and I did like that kind of, mm. like I put my hands up, like what the fuck was that in aid of, you moron. He started like gesturing like a lunatic at me. Like he was uh, going crazy. So I turned, pan- function? turned pancake round, went up into the car park. He got out of the car and I said, well, what the fuck was that about? And he's like, you, you shouldn't be on the fucking road. And I was like, any particular reason why not? And he said, you are supposed to be the same as other road users. So you should have let me pass. And I said, well, let you pass where? You, you were behind me. And he said, but I wanted to turn in. So I had to wait for you to pass so I could turn in. Would you not have to do that if you were in a car? So, I, so I said was, to him, what was, does he expect other cars to pull over so he can turn in? Like, so he said, you could see I was indicating. And I said, well, I couldn't because you were behind me. So I couldn't see you were indicating. Well, you're but supposed even, to see some rear view mirrors. <laughs> even if I could <laughs> see you were indicating, I wouldn't have done that because I drive a car and I wouldn't do that if I was in a car. So he was like, you shouldn't be on the road. So I said... He shouldn't be on the road, the dickhead. I said, do you know that you could have... If I was on a different horse, if I was on a young horse, you could have had me flattened on that road. I said, whereas this horse actually doesn't give a shit. But I said, you have clearly got absolutely no idea. So I'm going to have to ask... I forgot to say, he was a delivery driver. So I said, so I'm going to have to ask who you work for. And he said, well, I'm not telling you. And I said, well, I'm not moving until you tell me. So... He got out, like, and he went off to the house to deliver. And I thought, oh, this is going to cause a right scene because we live in, like, a little village. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. guy, bless him, comes out the house. And he's like, what's going on? And so he was saying, like, I think the guy must have seen out the window. So he'd said to the guy what was going on. And he's like, she's, like, she's shouting, she shouldn't be on the road and all of this. And the guy said, no, you shouldn't be on the road. And I said, he won't tell me who he works for. So the guy was like, who do you work for? And the man's like, I don't have to tell either of you. And he said, well, I'm declining to accept my parcel. So tell her who you work for. <laughs> so this guy, you could tell by this point, is getting like, fucking. Uh-huh. So eventually he said, I work for Amazon. So I said, fine, I'll be reporting you to Amazon. And he said, well, I think that's a bit unnecessary. I said, well, I don't. So I said to the man, thank you ever so much for your help. And off I went. Yeah, yeah. And this man was like, are you actually going to report me? And I said, yes, I actually am going to report you. And he was like, why are you going to report me? So I said, B, 
because you are an absolute menace. I said, you've got no idea how to pass an animal. You could have terrified him. And what's more, I said, like, sometimes people might pass too fast or or not, Mm. like, you know, not wide enough. What you actually beeped me for was fucking ludicrous. Mm. So he was like, well, I'm sorry. And I said, well, it's too late for that. Too little, too late. Off I went. So then I'm like halfway up the road and this van pulls alongside me. Winds the window down. And he said, I'm really sorry. Look, I have a really shit time of it anyway. If you, if you report me, I'm going to lose my job and I've got loads resting on this and I am really sorry. So I just looked, oh. looked at him and I just said, you should probably be less of a dick then, shouldn't you? <laughs> and he was like, Katie, you're brutal. Yeah, I am. Um, and he was like, are you, are you still going to report me? And I said, yeah. So if you don't want to be reported, just don't be a total dick. And off I wandered up the road and he like stayed behind me for a couple of minutes. Then he just turned around. But like much as I've got a bad temper and stuff, I thought, yeah, I I couldn't do it. I rang Ben and I was like, I'm not going to report him, but that'll make him stew. I didn't want to say I'm not going to report you. So I was like, I want him to think, shit, she is going to report me. But I didn't because I know that they do like, they do have a reputation of having a shit time. Yeah. And I didn't want that. But wanker of the fucking year for me. Yeah, he's done. He, he was a wanker. <laughs> he was a wanker. I've got two. Okay. My first one went from wanker to hero. Okay. And it actually started six months ago. About six months ago. So my husband, we drink a lot of um, coffee and we, we decided to try and get our coffee cheaper. And my husband found this thing where we could bulk buy this, this coffee that we have on a subscription. And he's like, oh yeah, we only have to take it out for a month. You bulk buy this coffee. You can't just buy coffee though, but you have to buy these other things as well. So we'll pick some stuff that we need. We bulk buy it and then we cancel the subscription. So we bulk bought this coffee. We got loads and loads of coffee. And then the other thing was wine. So we got like this case of wine. Great, not going to complain Winning. about that. <laughs> Then I think we got like shower gel was the other one and washing, ta- washing tablet, washing powder was the next one. And he also bought, controversially, six months ago, I hasten to add, toilet roll. And when it turned <laughs> up, it was like about, it, I think it was a hundred rolls of toilet roll. It came like on a mini pallet. This oh so you're living up. the dream. So, well, well. So we started laughing. I was like, oh my God, look at all this toilet roll. And he was like, oh, I didn't realise how much it was. And we were like laughing about this toilet roll. So anyway, we've got all this toilet roll, put it all away. He forgot to cancel the subscription. <gasps> but you <laughs> so can make next... a fortune on eBay. You'll be the millionaires. Next... You'll be like Dell. Next... Coffee, wine, washing powder. And another fucking mini pallet of toilet rolls. <laughs> Where the fuck are we going to put this toilet roll? Genuinely, at Christmas, we thought about giving it to people for presents. <laughs> anyway, we, I can't remember the last time. I've, I've not. All these people were like, 
when to- the toilet roll situation kicked <laughs> off. I was just like, I'm just got a little stash. I'm fine. And I did every time, every so often, my husband does come past and go, You all laughed. You all laughed when I <laughs> fucked up on the old thing. But look who's laughing now, bitch. We Will you send roll. me a toilet roll, please? We got loads. I can send you more than one. <laughs> Instead of wanker of the week, Rose, we should maybe ask these people yeah. if they want if they want a toilet roll. So yeah. So it went he went from zero to hero quite quickly. But it took um a virus to do it so not preferable it's almost like he knew so yeah we were okay for toilet on the on the swing of that i'd like to nominate rupert our dog humonga hound the labrador so rupert is quite a big dog and he can reach up onto the sides and he steals food and his thing that he loves to steal more than anything in the world is bread loves a bit of bread he does <laughs> he doesn't like and a bit he, of bread well but what he does, he does it, and then he hide, tries to hide the bag on his bed. So he gets caught. <laughs> he's not even discreet. He yet. hasn't thought that through. So bearing in mind there's no bread to be bought anywhere, um, Sam has just walked in now before and gone, <laughs> look at this! And he's just like a chewed up bread bag. He's had a, Rufus had a whole loaf of bread because I think Sam bought one yesterday and Rufus had this whole loaf of bread so we ain't having no sandwiches in this house we, got, we can wipe our ass, we can wipe our asses but we aren't having toast I think so yeah that's Rupert a is toss up. A I think I'd probably rather have the toast to be fair to be, yeah <laughs> oh Actually, I had a second one. Um, so there was a baby robin sitting outside the door. And we've got two cats that are like tigers. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to rescue you. So I put it in a washing basket and put it on top of the arger, which had Henry past himself. He was like, you're going to roast it. I was like, I'm no. not going to bloody roast it. I'm just warming it up a bit. So I left it in there. I had a check on it like half an hour later and it was still not looking too clever. So I thought, oh, I'll just leave it a bit longer. Came back in about two hours later and it was really perky. So I was like, brilliant. So I lifted the cover off like to have a look at it. It flew straight up, crashed headfirst into the window, knocked itself unconscious, oh, I think, again. No. Like, fuck it, you are not fit to be let out. Put it back in the washing basket, back on the auger. And I left, I thought it might be getting a bit warm. So I left it quite a lot of space on the top because I'd hung a towel over it. Came back in and I could not find this damn bird anywhere. Oh my God. Where has it gone? So I had to go out. So I had to say to my poor mother-in-law, my long-suffering mother-in-law, could you please go into my house and just search it? Because somewhere in the house, there is a bird. And eventually she found it on like, you know, those pulley things that you dry your clothes on? No, like, we don't have those. Above, no. like, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. yeah, I know. It was sitting on top of that. Oh, so, funny little perch. Yeah. So anyway, she chased it out. So it's fine now. But... I think that was a bit of a wanker. Literally, I'd just rescued the bloody thing because it probably crashed into a window and it just flew straight back into another window. I'm so... Wanker of the week denied. That's a cute story. (laughs) That's the kind of story we need in the world. No, that's that's denied. All right, well, someone has... Well, actually, I got one. We can't have it for wanker of the week because the person who did it didn't send it. Um, Lucy Meck. 
sent it in to us. Um, there was somebody on Facebook, did you see, where her horse rolled before her bee dressage test. Oh my so God, yes, I did see that. Her and the it horse. It was at Swellcliff. Were like, at, um, at the weekend, wasn't yeah. it? It was really muddy as well. They were like absolute hippos. Oh I love that. But this is um, from Chronicles of HRO. And she says, hi guys, I have a submission for Wanker of the Week. I keep my ponies on my dad's farm in the wet and wild west of Ireland. Behind my arena, there's a small paddock and the boundary isn't sheep proof. So it's the one piece of land that is solely mine for the ponies and I'm very protective of it. Unfortunately, the fact that the fence doesn't keep my dad's sheep in also means that it doesn't keep my neighbor's rogue sheep out. So every morning I have to do a security check that our boundaries haven't been breached. This morning, in the pissing rain, I found six of the buggers in the field. Oh, shit. I crept in around the back of them, then ran, subsequently sinking to my knees and falling flat on my back in the muck. I quickly oh. dragged myself out as I realized the gate going to my dad's field is still open. I ran as fast as I can and clotheslined myself on the electric tape that I've so thoughtfully put a throw tight. So I'm not only... No. So now, not only is the day crap, I am covered in crap. Oh, bless her. I love being clotheslined by an electric fence. I know. That's that something you would funny, do. Actually. Yeah, totally. A hundred percent something I would do. Up there with that time when I gave myself a zap on the fanny with one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. After that, we got so many uh, so many electric fence stories. Honestly, they're a hazard. What do you think, <laughs> oh, Particularly when you... Well, it's got to be her, hasn't it? I mean, I can just imagine this poor girl. Do you know, like, my horses today, I, I had a bit of a sense of humour failure. I just moved their electric... We haven't got a lot of grass, and they're not going out for very long. And I thought, oh, it'll be really nice, because it's like some fresh shoots of grass coming through in the mud pit. So I moved the fencing a little bit. So of course, they all defaulted to what horses do, what they always default when anything exciting happens, which is full on bell end mode. And they were just like, just being utter, like, yeah, and they were like, churning up the few strands of grass. So this is little exactly. And they were like, this last bit of grass, like, really, really, lads, very muddy, and I'm like, and I'm just bellowing. God, I live on my own. I'm just bellowing, you're all dickheads, like this. And so to me, this poor girl is just like covered in shit and mud and bellowing at, at the these sheep. sheep with like a very sore bit across her neck. Where she's, and I just think she she has to get a frilly for that because it I mean, was a bit of a wanker. I think the van driver was a bigger wanker, but obviously I can't oh, send him We anything. can't track him down. Can you imagine so, sending that to Amazon? Yeah, this is for your van driver who is an absolute pillock. Actually, you and you're saying about it's a good job that you're on your own for um for shouting the other day. So I I blogged ages ago about um I was clipping the horses once and I've been clipping quite a few and my back was starting to hurt and I was sick. So I rang Ben and said, "Bring me out a cheese sandwich and a glass of red wine, will you?" And he did. So I was like literally just necking a plastic tumbler oh. of red wine while clipping, and I put a picture on and said, "This is why you want to have stables at home. This is the dream right here." Yeah. And I had another moment like that this week where um, I obviously follow Mrs. Hinge because I'm just that sort. Yeah, that's what you do. And she had a story. Do you remember that song by Kelly Rowland, Stole? No. Anyway, it was like when we were at school, that was kind of like a big song. Can you play it on a kazoo? Can you play it on a kazoo? 
It's a total tune. I love it. So I haven't heard that song since I was like at school. I was like, oh, that's amazing. So I put that on. So I was singing so loudly while I was um, brushing Manny, had headphones in. I was singing away and grooming him. And honestly, Uh, you know, when they give you that look, he turned around and just kind of was like, (laughs) and I thought, when your horse looks at you like that. It's not good. That's not good. Thank God I'm on my own in the middle of nowhere because nobody needs to hear that. I am tone deaf. So, yeah. I'm sorry. It still has to go to the girl with the sh- chasing the sheep and then Definitely. giving herself a garoshin. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But keep them coming, guys. There's going to yeah. be lots of uh, opportunities for being a wanker, I'm sure, over the next few weeks. So... We need yeah, more. Like fights over toilet roll and things. That would be quite exciting. 100%. Obviously, Carla won't be participating. That's not going to happen. I'm the queen, <laughs> queen of the toilet roll. Queen of the toilet roll. Um, I have to, can, I just, can I just say it again? It happened a few months ago. Well, six months ago. It's not like we Let's did all this boo like his. in the last week. Boo hiss you. You're a stockpiler. <laughs> I haven't got any bread, though. <laughs> yeah, well, that is true, actually. <laughs> Like you said, you'd rather have toast and toilet roll. So, uh, yeah. So we hope that this has cheered you up for a little while. And we hope to see lots of you on our Facebook and Instagram. And let's keep each other cheerful. Keep morale up. I feel like we're going to war. I'm trying to give a rousing Winston <laughs> Churchill type speech. We will fight them on the beaches. Oh, no. <laughs> we, will, we will wrap them in toilet roll. I don't know. <laughs> all right so thank you so much for listening see you next time bye Bye.